Welcome to the Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Christian Watts of Magpie, and we will be discussing everything we know about things to do on Google, which has replaced Reserve with Google. We'll be discussing each of the elements that you can take advantage of within your business, as well as all the other elements within a Google My Business listing. We go through each one step by step, giving you an explanation about what each one means, how you can utilize that, and how you can make the most of that in terms of your organic reach, your paid reach, and how you can get your products onto that listing. So this is a great insight into how you should be using your Google My Business listing and things to do with Google. And if you're listening on the podcast, don't worry, although we're talking about it in a more visual way, you will still benefit a lot from this episode. So welcome to the Digital Tourism Show, episode 262. So Christian, thanks for joining us. So we're, today we're going to be talking a little bit about Google My Business, but more so about the changes from Google um, going from obviously reserve from Google, um, which has now been removed and replaced by Google Things To Do. Um, but before we do so, do you want to give a little brief introduction about yourself and your business and the many years that you have been in this industry? To be honest, if no one knows who you are, then they're always hiding under a rock. But if you want to give a brief introduction, that would be that would be fantastic. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, I spent most of my time doing uh, running the hop on, hop off buses in San Francisco, 20-something years. And then... Last couple of years, I've been focused on Magpie, which is a content management platform for tools and activities industry. So we're very excited about the new release of Google. Um, we're going to be involved, and there's a lot of confusion in the market. A lot of people are talking about it, and I don't think many people actually know what it is and, and what they should be doing about it. So that's the purpose of this this uh, video and some content we've been creating. Yeah, and we'll show it in a second. We'll share the screen, but you've created a nice little guide talking through each of the elements of of Google My Business and all the new features that they have and uh, possible things that are coming up. So I will give one caveat that, you know, some of the things that people may see in this or, or hear in, in the podcast, not everything is available to every country yet. No, um, no there's a, a tickets and tours for, uh, sort of section near the top or at the top, which is available in the US, but not so much in the UK yet. But although all these things will come, um, it tends to be that the US gets them first and then uh, test, you know, these are the guys at the guinea pigs and then it comes out to everyone else usually. So, um, But we'll share the screen in a second. So for those who don't know myself, um, my, my name is Chris Torres. I'm the owner and director of the Tourism Marketing Agency. Uh, and I've been spending the last 26 years in brand development, marketing and design. Uh, and for the last 14 years, I have been purely focused on the tours and activity sector uh, and helping those sort of businesses grow um, grow their businesses online. So, um, so we'll we just share the screen and get stuck in. And, and yeah, let's in. let's do it. Let's just sort of talk through. We've we've had some people contribute, which is great from the industry, and we'll we'll put their names on in the, on the links on the video. Um, we we all Definitely. sort of um, went through a section and divided it up and and wrote it up. So, just just in in general, so. The previous, uh, the previous Google product was reserved with Google. And a lot of people were getting bookings through that. It showed up in a, in, a, in a few places. It showed up on Google Maps. Bookings from that were coming either through your ResText, so through your reservation technology, or they were also coming through OTA, OTA links. So the ones through your reservation technology were direct. Maybe they took a little percentage. The ones that the links that came through the OTAs were just normal OTA commission. 
So the big difference just in general, just a sort of overview is that the now Google, now Google are not doing the actual booking. So with reserve with Google, the booking was happening on, on Google. You'd go through the full booking and, and buy your ticket and do the transaction. That's gone. So as of last month, that, that's gone. The new program is called Google Things to Do. And what it is now, it's, it's links, Google supplying links directly to operator website, directly to the supplier website. So it's, it's a much better program for the operator. Um, it allows the operator to play where previously only OTAs and ResTex were playing, and it's free. So everyone always asks, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Well, there the kind of is and there isn't. The reason Google gives you a free link, well, first of all, Google wants, this, wants the customer to find the product directly if possible. Mm. They think that's the best source of the information. Yep. But secondly, they want everyone to participate because they figure the more people participating in Google products, there's a good chance that you may want to pay for some advertising later. So it actually works. Google doesn't hide the fact that they like you to advertise. The same reason they love you to spend time on SEO is because the more time you spend on that, the more opportunities you, you see to get some paid media as well. Yeah. So that's where we are, and we can go into sort of how it works as we go through the um, screen here. Yeah, yeah. So it, but the, what you put here is fantastic. So at the top here, um, you can obviously see there's the the ads, the, the tours, the tickets and tours, um, which for for us in the UK we don't have this yet, but it will be coming. But so this, uh, so you're this is all pulling from currently from OTAs, but it's now allowing uh, operators as long as it's connected to REST. Take that correct? Correct. Yeah. So this is that there's actually a module on your Google Ads account, which you won't have. But if you connect through one of the um, authorized connectivity partners of the Google Things To Do program, you can connect your Google Ads account. A day or two later, this module will show up. So you can now bid for these slots. And I've seen up to 20. So you can scroll sideways on these top sections. Right now, it's all OTAs. I think there's 10-ish OTAs bidding for those slots. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously, it's, it's top. It's, uh, it's got a nice image on there. And it's top features. So I, I don't know the click rates on each of the 20, but this I think is the number one clicked section on Google right now. Yeah. Where it shows up. Yeah, so I, I suppose the the question with that would be is, is like every other Google ad, it's like you no know, if you're doing your own Google ads, it's you're obviously going to be keep competing with the OTAs and obviously with a massive budget. So I would imagine there would still be a lot of the OTAs showing in that section rather than and operators, depending on obviously the different types of products and everything else that you're advertising. So be, I'll be interested to see how that plays out, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it, it's not going to be th this part is not exclusive to the operators. So yeah, you're competing with the the big guys, as we can see on the list here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as we scroll down, we've got your sort of typical Google Ad listing, um, which again, if you don't have a chance of getting into the top part. There's always the chance of getting into the, that, the sort of part at the bottom of it. Um, and again, that's you no know, competing again, not using Google Ads, you no know, ad placement, making sure that you've got the adequate budget to appear, which all going well. You know, these, these are searches. If we look again at the top there, this is a search on the California Academy of Sciences. So from a Google Ads standpoint, even though you, you feel you can't compete on particular terms, the one Google ad you should be competing on is your brand name, you know, if anything else, which that is what that would be. You know, so that would be an ad probably driven by the brand name. So if, if any businesses are listening or watching this, you know, 
Uh, if you are thinking about running Google Ads or do run Google Ads, you don't have a Google Ad against your brand name. That's something that's that's like your Google Ads one on one. You really need to have that in place to 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 try and at least show up. Um, we do it ourselves with Tourism Marketing Agency. You know, even though uh, some people might be typing that in as a search term, we still have that as a paid Google Ads uh, just for our brand name as well, just to sort of protect that side of it as well. So, yeah, which I think is not it's not necessarily intuitive, isn't it? I think people don't. I think a lot of people think, oh, no, that's my own brand. I'm not paying for my own brand to be advertised. I should get that for free. Well, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. But if you don't put it up there, somebody else probably would. So. That's it. Other people could use a similar name or the same name to try and compete. Yeah. No, so it's obviously, no, especially if you're using, again, um, I don't want to keep using myself as I've been. Again, if other people might type my business name in, and, and other companies that do, no, marketing services within tourism may show up and things like that. So it's it's it's, it's quite a good one to try and obviously protect our brand name. But for for something that's I think it's like a, an attraction or a tour company or something like that, you probably get more chances of of other people not using that domain name, but still or that uh, sort of search name, but it's still good to use it. Because um, what I tend to find, um, I've done it myself. Um, and what you tend to find is people will even in like Google search rather than typing in a URL, they will just type in the business name. Uh, and yeah. probably click on the ad, even if they, even if they know the business is there, they know the domain name. They'll still type, <laughs> still type the business yeah. name into the Google search. So it's just just one of these things we have to live with, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, so as we scroll down, so we've got uh, sort of Google My Business, um, and this yeah, this is often the bit that's forgot about. This is your what I call your yellow pages. Now this is your this is a traditional yellow pages. This is your listing. This is what it has information about you, your business, your opening times, where you're based, uh, all that side of things. And that's it's, it's an area where a lot of people just don't update or don't get right. You no, know, they'll maybe put in some basic information, and they just you really should be filling in pretty much everything in Google My Business to have any chance or every chance of showing up in Google Maps, showing up in Google My Business, or or anything. So. It's, it's one of these sort of, again, basic sort of tools to use that everyone, that a lot of people fall back on. They don't really keep this updated or they don't, well, even with COVID policies or COVID times and things, they're probably not going in a lot of them and change that as well. So it's it's something that really should be kept up to date and it's something that a lot of people don't really don't really do as much as they, or as often as they should do. So. Yeah, and I, and I think as we scroll down, there's a, it comes up in a few sections, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think this this demo, and obviously people can do their own search, but I think this one was 11 or 12 screen lengths mm -hmm. on just a simple search. And you'll see when we when we go later all the different sections that came from Google My Business. Yeah. There are only seven organic search results on this page, and that's it's not for all search results now, but a lot of them are returning just seven. So if you're number eight, welcome to page two. And a lot of this is from Google My Business, so um this is where so this is where google things to do really pops up first for the free links so if you're on your google my business page and this is live today for ticketed attractions such as the california county science which is san francisco science museum uh there's a ticket button right there once you've scrolled past this point on the page that that yellowish section is sticky so that remains on the top of the page as you scroll so where it says tickets, and then underneath there is in-person tickets. That's um, a questionable name, but there we there we there we are. Mm. That's a free link. So, what California Academy of Sciences needs is a connectivity partner with Google, and that connect connectivity partner submits these links to Google. 
And the things Google really cares about are things like, well, we have to submit quite a lot of information. The, the, the product name is key that it matches. The price is really important. So the price that shows on there has to match with the landing page of, of the website. And it, so it goes directly to the California Academy website. And then the transaction for that link will happen on the California Academy website. Mm -hmm. So Google's not charging for clicks. Nobody's taking any commission. It's just direct business. And that's available today. Everybody should be featured on at least that, that section of their, of their Google My Business. Yeah. Um, and then below that, you've got the online tickets, which are your product. If you're an operator, that's your product, but sold through third parties. The key thing here really, and, and we'll talk about this in the future probably a lot, I think, but the, the pricing, right? This is the first time really Google's displayed all of these. It's, 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 it's called a meta search, right? It's finding all the similar products in one little simple list, and it's displaying all the prices next to each other. So if your website is more expensive than some of the resellers selling your product, it's right there in front of the consumer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one. I know this is still in its infancy, and I'm sure it'll develop through time. But that is the one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm not that I, that I don't quite like in terms of it's not giving you enough detail. No, even if they had a little line of text underneath each one or something like that. Because I remember doing a Google search on uh, on another company where it may be say thirty five dollars was one of the tours, and it went up to thirty six dollars. But then their tour was actually 200 and something dollars so it was a sudden jump and it's not giving you the reasons why it's so different no it's like the other ones are just your ticket entry whereas that operator was actually giving you a tour guide a private tour guide going around and everything else so it's there does seem to be that little bit of, if you were a consumer thinking well why is that suddenly jumping up and it doesn't give you that little bit of detail that mm -hmm. you maybe need to make that decision so hopefully that's something they'll add in in the future yeah, so that so that's been written up. I've seen on a couple of blog posts and that sort of thing. And the the problem with this with this program is those people working with Google have signed NDAs, so they can only talk so much about what they've been told. What what we can talk about is what we can see on a public page like this, and we can also talk about what's in the spec, so the information Google's collecting that's mm -hmm. been submitted. So on that point exactly, is we submit um, the the product, and then within that we submit the options. So there may be a, a VIP ticket and a museum with lunch, and those are now being submitted. So those as those start to come through, it's possible there'll be a drop down here. I've seen mm -hmm. that on another search. I've forgotten for which product. I think it was Empire State Building or something. They do a drop down for the options. And then there's all kinds of check boxes so you need to submit if it's if this is the official entrance ticket or if official entrance is included or if this includes an additional official ticket like a vip so all that now is being submitted to google so one would assume over time they'll start exposing mm -hmm. that and they'll try and display like for like as much as possible yeah that sounds like they will do that that's good that's good to hear yeah so i just scroll down this is a typical organic result so obviously you'd hope to come into the first position and this is where somebody's searching your company name or hopefully a service or a product and then you're coming up using your organic rankings which is all down to the seo on your website your content or how, which keywords you've used etc etc so if you've done that well 
then that's when hopefully you'll see your organic uh, listing coming above someone else who's maybe who you're buying for or a competitor or something like that. So you see here, you can obviously got your your meta title, which is the main name of the page. You can meta description, um, which is a little description beneath the blue header at the top. And then what looks like some sort of schema markup, which pulls in various links and things like that from other areas as well, etc. So that's a typical organic search result. Um, uh, pulling in information from our web pages uh, if it's been coded correctly and obviously optimized for SEO in the, in the correct way. So I think I think everyone knows what, what that entails. So yeah, and I think if you know if you look at that organic result one, everyone thinks as far maybe everyone doesn't, but I think a lot of people still think in terms of the top ten results and it's ten it's ten links. Mm -hmm. But if you look at that, it takes up almost the whole screen, and you've got what seven links there really for Academy yeah. of Sciences. That's the that's like having seven separate listings. Mm -hmm. um, like, yeah, it's it's really valuable. Yeah, no, if, if, if anyone's not got that when they do a search, it's maybe looking at you know, how the, the structure of the website, you know, if you're using things like schema markup, it is, there's plugins, if you're using WordPress, there's plugins that allow you to easily set that up across pages and then add, you know, it'll automatically pull information or you can create that information for each page. And then through time, Google will learn these different pages and then maybe create these sort of links all the way through the Google searches and everything else. So mm -hmm. um, it's, it's worth doing. And then we see the sort of second and third results. So the second results is Wikipedia. That tends to be either number one or number two in pretty much every every search that you do. You know, Wikipedia has got such a huge database of information. So uh, I, I always expect to see that near the top uh, of search results. Um, but interestingly, you can see that they've got your, uh, they've got their own Facebook page coming in. So again, shows the power of social media. Um, by keeping it up to date, keeping it relevant, posting on a regular basis. You can see there um, another great example, you know, uh, over 25,000 reviews on Facebook pulling in as well. Um, so all that is helping that come into the third place and, and organic results for that business. So yeah, such a, just shows you how, how important that side of it is as well. So here we've got Google My Business updates. Um, and this is one of the things that a lot of people don't realize that Google my business can do is it allows you to post blog updates and articles and things like that. So you can post up an, an image, brief bit of text, uh, a link to uh, a page on your website, and then that displays in there. So people, when they click on that, takes them to that relevant article or, or piece of information on your own website or another website if you're, if you're doing that as well. Um, so that's it's become so important that a lot of uh, social media schedulers now have that and built in. So the fact that these schedulers are now adding Google My Business as part of the social scheduling calendars just shows you how important this is. And uh, we use it on a regular basis for ourselves and a lot of our customers. And it's something that really needs to be utilized more. It just helps keep your listing fresh, helps keep it up to date and any other opportunity to take up space from someone else that can link back to your website is always a good good thing in my book. So. Yeah, and I think you can do one post a week. Is that right? Uh, well, I, that's, that, that's a good question. I have been posting. I've been posting each day uh, for a lot of okay. things. Um, so that I've not seen anything in terms of uh, limits on that, but it does only keep the content up there for uh, a, a number of weeks. Uh, I can't remember offhand, but it's like two or three weeks or something like that, and then it will fall off uh, from that. Maybe it's thirty days or something, and then it will fall off from that. Um, so it's always something. If if you don't keep posting on a regular basis. You'll just have nothing there. It's not that your old posts will stay there, so it's they will drop off through time. 
and then you have to keep it updated. Uh, from right. There, so. Yeah, they've got an older one showing there, but um, maybe it just shows you the last three and then they drop off or something. Mm -hmm. But it's it's great placement, isn't it? Well, it certainly is. No, it's again, it's taking up real estate that allows people to then see some information. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've written a, a nice travel guide or the top ten. Hate to use the usual top ten restaurants or whatever it is, but that you get the idea where you can have something like that that people might find useful. Take them back to your website. They'll read that. They'll think, "No, oh, this sounds great," and then they'll go on and book or whatever. So it's just yeah. anything to bring back to your website is always always a good thing. It's think of it as another organic listing that's that you're not having to pay for. So yeah. So we go down. You've got the about us. Uh, so that's this one here looks like it came from Mix Wikipedia. Yep. So this is pulling in more information uh, from Wikipedia about that particular uh, attraction. So again, it's offering more information about that that people may, may or not uh, want to read. <clears throat> I think Wikipedia is just an example of, it, it's almost a, a um, it's also almost the best example of how to do SEO, right? It's It's got everything that Google loves. It's got structured content, mm -hmm. constantly updated, validated. It's It's deep content, it's relevant. It's got links to. There's no, there's no. There's no spam. I'm sure there's some spam, but there's. It's. It's what people want to see. Yeah. And over the years, it just gets better and better. And Google knows that, and that's why they display it as you say, top one or so, two, because it's it's what people are actually looking for most of the time. No, definitely. I, I rarely have a search where Wikipedia doesn't come up in the first two or three mm -hmm. spaces. That's that's, that's that's what happens. So if you can get something on Wikipedia. That links back to your business or or talks about a business owner maybe you've done something that's that's to that's to the benefit of the public knowing or public knowledge and everything else if you can do anything like that, get on wikipedia then it all helps uh, for sure so if that's something you can do it's hard to do but it's, if you can get on there it's a, it's a fantastic thing to get on but this i do love um is the popular times so this allows you to sort of see i know how many uh no, is it from bookings or GPS data or something like that? So you can actually see how busy a particular area is at a particular time. So you can decide whether you actually want to go there at that time or not. Things like that. I think it's a fantastic thing to have. And I love that part of Google, uh, to be honest. Yeah, it's pretty clever, isn't it? And it's sticky because obviously Google's got that data and mm. very few other people do. So Yeah, it's very, very clever. And it's uh, I can just see that getting better and better. And I imagine mm. that not being tying in with the new um, Google things to do and knowing if something's busy just be out by people booking tickets and things like that, not just by GPS data. Like, imagine that being expanded through time and everything else. Yeah, for sure. Reviews speaks for itself. You know, having great reviews on Google is, is always going to help your rankings. It's always going to help you give more visibility and credibility to, to your business. Um, and, and some people always sort of ask me, you know, where should I have reviews? Should I do it on TripAdvisor? Should I do it on Google or whatever? And I always say, you know, if someone books, for example, on an OTA, whether it's TripAdvisor or not, and if they offer reviews, leave the review on that platform because that's where the customer sort of book through. But if they book direct, use Google. No, you should always use Google in my books. It's, it's going to help so many different factors like Google My Business, like your rankings, like all you know, that credibility. And it's 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 still up. It's still up. Crazily enough, Google reviews are still something a lot of operators still don't do because they relied on TripAdvisor for so long. Mm -hmm. But it's Google is something they really, really need to do more of and try to get more reviews on there because it's just going to help you in the long run. So. Yeah, I think we can assume it's not it's not going anywhere. They've got they've put so much effort into this now, and it's it covers everything they do on on, on maps, search results, everything. And there's a there's a good reason for them to want to be playing in that space. So I think it's there forever, and people 
sometimes like to argue against, oh, I don't like Google because they don't, you know, it's not necessarily customers and this and that. Well, it is what it is. You can either play the game or you can not get the traffic. That's it. And if you, yeah, I know a lot of people don't want to do Facebook ads because they don't like Facebook or as you said, don't want to use Google because obviously the monster that Google is. But if you want visibility, if you want bookings, if you want inquiries, you have to use these tools. Well, it's, yeah. it's, it's where everyone else, all the public is. It's where people are going to view your business. The first thing most people do as a Google search to find things to do in your area or search in this case, search for a particular attraction or something like that. So it's, um, if you're not using these tools, then you, all you really do is shoot yourself in the foot, to be honest. So, yeah, your competitors still there, they don't disappear when you disappear. Yeah, so exactly. they're more than happy to take up the slack. So, you can see that we're at screen seven already, so it just shows you how much information is in this. So, it's, it's, it's quite incredible. Uh, questions and answers, yeah. So, this is uh, an opportunity to answer common questions that customers may ask. Um, as it states here, Google allows you to ask and answer your own questions. Uh, going through Google My Business, so if someone asks a question, you can answer it on there. So it's basically having your own little FAQ, um, or people can ask the community and things like that as well. So again, it's offering uh, a bit of feedback from customers. It's help. It's that sort of customer service type thing, and just asking questions. And again, it's more visibility that people may see that they've got 192 questions I've answered and put that on there. So again, it's just more visibility, more showing that you're trying to help help the consumer. So yeah. So things to do nearby. So this this is confusing because it's because it's called things to do and it is part of Google Travel. So these are these are POIs, right? These are points of interest which Google has indexed. Um, like Golden Gate Park, it's a specific entity. It's not owned by anyone. You you don't buy a ticket to get into the park. And I think this is probably the most potential for the new things to do program. So. These POIs just get a ton of traffic, right? Golden Gate Bridge, I'm surprised it's not on there, but it's, it's close by. People search for these POIs. It, these are the main reasons people travel a lot of times. And they just get tons and tons of traffic. And mm -hmm. one of the things that you submit when you submit a product now to Google on the Things To Do program is you submit the POIs. So if I run hop on up off buses in San Francisco, Along with that product, I'm going to submit Google IDs of these POIs. So I'm going to say I stop at the Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate Park, Chinatown, North Beach, etc. And I would expect, if I'm lucky or clever at some point, when people search for Golden Gate Bridge, there'll be a tab or there'll be a link there saying ways to get to the bridge or tours that go near the bridge or something like that, which then display links back to my product. On my own website those aren't live now those are coming we don't know exactly how that's going to fit in but these are things that google are going to play with and if they get success and success for them means people click on it and don't go back as amongst other things then they'll continue with those links and i think it makes sense for google you know if you're searching for golden gate bridge it's probably because you want to go and see the bridge and uh, having a, a link of bus tours or walking tours or, or anything that goes to the bridge is quite a useful link. Mm -hmm. So I think those will get featured more and more. Yeah. On these well, definitely. It's, it's, it's more like, it's a bit like your um, related tours on a, a, a search on your own website or an OTA or something like that. If, you, if you're going to a particular area and you're doing what you used to the Golden Gate Bridge, if there's other things close by that you can do, then having stuff like that just makes sense, having something like that to show up because you probably want to fill your day with doing different activities. And, 
Yeah. Or maybe it's a restaurant you want to go to for a bite to eat as well. Maybe things like that might show up eventually. So there's all these different things you might want to uh, might show up in there. So yeah, definitely something. I can also see there are hotels nearby. It's a little drop down. You can obviously click there, so you can maybe even see places to stay nearby as well. So it's tie on that side of it as well. So yeah, so that that that, that is interesting because the hotels listings. I think it's been ten years now on Google that the hotels have been playing in this space. So I'm sure a lot of people know that. Google does flights, they don't do flights, but they they have a, a flights page now and a hotels page and they're a meta search engine so you can compare hotels just like you may do on, on Kayak or some or Trivago. So hotels do really well with that program. They can also bid for placement and that kind of thing as well. So just as hotels are showing up on maybe a points of interest search, there's a good chance that, that tour companies may in the future show up on a hotel search mm -hmm. um, for the same reason we just explained. If you're looking for a hotel in San Francisco and you pick the Hilton, it may well say, well, if you're going to go stay at the Hilton, you should do this um, you should do this mm -hmm. tour. So that kind of thing will probably get sprinkled in and we'll see if that gets more visibility. But I, I expect that's the kind of thing as well. Maybe for Google Flights, maybe they'll start putting some exposure on there to see if people want to link. So there's, yeah. there's lots of places where these links could and, and will show up. We just don't know exactly when and how long they'll be there, but they'll try them in a lot of different places, I think. Yeah, yeah they'll keep experimenting um, for sure. Because you can also see there are people also search for, which for me sort of is also similar to things to do nearby. So if, if people are maybe searching for certain things in the area, then that's probably going to be similar to the things to do nearby. So maybe that's something they'll combine or get rid of or expand upon so it's um I'm interesting to see how that one plays out to be honest yeah it is yeah. it looks like yeah so one one will be geo based on mm -hmm. how far it is from the place you search and then one is top attractions not necessarily yeah. geo but obviously there's some geo ge yeah. geographical aspect to mm -hmm. that yeah yeah and obviously common questions as well which will tie into the questions above that we saw earlier on but that's just what people are asking for and all Things like how, how long does it take to get there and all that sort of things, the usual things that people would maybe maybe look for. And then we start to go into so we're now on screen nine and we're all we're now only getting to the fourth onwards um, organic result. So it just shows you the complete switch that Google have done over the years, whereas organic was always at the top where you had your, your ads down, a little listing down the the right hand side, and then eventually they added maybe a couple at the top and kept the right hand side. Now it is literally ads, Google My Business. And then at the bottom, it's the organic search results. So it just shows you how things have how things have changed over the years. Yeah, and the top three were, were so we had operator, and then we had we had Facebook page, and then yeah, and Wikipedia. Wikipedia, and now yeah. we're at four, which is the first kind of third party. Yeah, it was a, a third party, and then you've got TripAdvisor, and then you get LinkedIn, which is their the, that one attracts his LinkedIn page, their own Instagram page. So again, they're dominating the, the first page by having three or four organic sort of search results in there as well. Um, so so we, we can see there are uh, results, organic search results, four, five, six, and seven. And then it goes into, on screen 10, related topics. So again, similar to you know, related tours and uh, really, uh, related searches and, uh, that people have been doing. We've now got related topics as well, which again, it's what, you know, shows you what people, uh, what Google believes to be relevant to the user who, who have searched for this particular thing as well. So it's, again, it's similar to what we've already seen above. So I'm just wondering if they'll combine all these into into something extra. But, mm -hmm. uh, and again, your usual 
at the very bottom on screen 11, you've got your related searches. So again, things that people tend to search for and we could go uh, sort of, as you start typing in the search, search bar within a browser, you would obviously see your top 10 things that are the most popular search terms, and that tends to be the bottom of every page, um, just so you can sort of see what other people are searching for and things like that, um, all relating to that one search. So, and then you actually have to click more results to finish the organic results uh, from eight to 10 to get the rest of them on that page. So, no, you're already scrolling down to screen 11 here before you even finish the first page. And uh, so it's, it's the amount of information that's on display here is quite incredible. Yeah, yeah and you're going to be, I don't think I've ever clicked that more results page. You're going to be quite committed to want to go beyond 11 pages. <laughs> um, I think at this point, most people, if they didn't find what they're looking for, they changed the search. So Yeah, I've got to agree. Yeah, no, it's very, very rarely that I would, myself, I would click onto page two or more results. And I thought, if, you, if you've not got what you want after looking at all that information, then Either you're doing something wrong in your business, you're not giving across the right information or the questions that people are looking for or the, or the search results that people are looking for, and that's something you really need to seriously look at. But on the whole, people should find exactly what they're looking for from that, from those yeah. 11 screens and go from there. But it, it just shows you the amount of information that Google now has on oh, this being an attraction, but on a particular business. And if you can get in there with the organic side of things, if your rest tech is going to be connected to this new things to do and you're connected to the various OTAs, then you have more chances of, than not of showing on the initial search terms on the first page near the top. Um, and it's just giving you more, hopefully more opportunities to, to get those bookings, especially at now with everything that's been going on over the last two years, you want to try and get into as many of the, or show as much, much information as possible to the end user to, to get to your website or to book your, your products. Yeah, absolutely. and and. You know, I, I always I always talk positively about Google, and they, they they change the results pages because they get better. They don't do anything that's that's worse for the user. They're in yeah. they're in a unique position because they obviously dominate. They're close to they they dominate. Um, mm. They 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 don't need to force ads. They don't need to force content. They don't need to hack the algorithm. They just show what's best for the user. And as long as they do that, they keep getting more users, and they've shown that over yeah. the years, and it and it works. So yes, they sell a lot of ads, they make a lot of money, but that's just life. Apparently, the users aren't upset by these ads; it's they actually find them quite useful as well. So mm -hmm. there's not a lot of point in fighting against it. It's difficult to argue anything on these eleven pages that we've been through is not what you'd one from that from that search it's all pretty there's no spam we saw no spam on that search results no. page it was actually no. really good information even if i'm looking at the history i've got the wikipedia i've got the i've got everything i need from that search so they're going to keep getting better and it's especially with this new things to do program it's a, it's a massive opportunity for operators to get a lot of links on a page like this for free mm -hmm. Like I said at the start, with opportunities to move up if I pay some money on top. But right now, it's a free program. I think it will stay free because they know if they offer free programs, they'll be able to upsell people. So I think it's a good. It's leveling the playing field a little bit. A lot, a lot of these, a lot of these spaces only OTAs could play before, and now the operators mm -hmm. can start getting their links in as well. So yeah. No, for sure, and it's uh, it's good to see. Now, so I've got to I've got to ask. No, is there, is there anything? No, that's that's given us a 
shared load of information on on those screens and all it's, it's, it's incredible as we say so is there anything you think that's missing or is there anything you would you would like to see in there maybe uh, that you think google should be offering uh, to help operators and other businesses in there I don't know. Well, there's, there's some missing modules, right? You probably know better than me. There, there's no videos came up in that mm. search. They often come up in, in searches. I don't. There, there was no map, which often comes up. Just for those for those that don't know, every search is going to be different. There's there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a local pack with a, with a map and what is that three three operators show up in that and mm. that that comes up a lot. There's video results and there's other things depending on what people are people are searching for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, obviously you've got your tabs along the top that have you know your typical. You do a search your image, your news, your videos, and all that sort of things. And maps you can mm -hmm. get to a lot of these things that way. But as the one thing I am surprised of is they've not got maybe a little card in there for a video or something. That if you had in your Google My Business to say, okay, I want this to be my featured video, that would then show in there because no, everyone knows Google owns YouTube. You would think there would be more of a connection within that in your Google My Business. I'm surprised that's not been done yet. To be honest. Yeah, we should maybe do. We should do one of these for desktop. And then maybe do another one for a different type of search that shows up some of those other those mm -hmm. other sections. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I think so, it's I think it's a, it's a lot of good information, and I think it's it, it's interesting to see what Google are doing here. And I think it would only get better. Obviously, it's still in its infancy, but I think in time, this could be quite a game changer for for a lot of operators, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting everyone know that Magpie is integrated with this program with Google. We hope to start onboarding uh, next week. Uh, so uh, around the 20th of September, we expect to start onboarding for all attractions and tour companies. Like I say, the, the tours are not displaying. They, we think they're starting to display in the next week or two. I'm not sure if they already are, but they're going to start being sprinkled in very soon. So we just want to get everybody that runs a tour activity experience, anybody on board, and it's free. We're doing it free for the rest of the year. And then following the end of the year, it's going to be part of all of the paid Magpie plans. So right now, we just want to get your links in, submitted to Google, so you can start getting some of this, some of these, um, some of these free links. So we're excited to see the program expand. I, I, it, a lot of people are disappointed that Reserve with Google went away, but I think now it's kind of already back, and I expect most people to get more exposure from the new program. So yeah, it certainly looks like, um, yeah, uh, there was always a lot of upset people with the amount of time and effort they put into Reserve with Google. But I think I think with what they're doing and what we've just, just seen and, and shown there, I think in the long run, what they're doing is going to be a lot better, to be honest. Yeah, I think I think they worked out it's it, it's quite messy with tours and activities. And to try and do the full transaction with, with the options and the inclusions and the, and the calendars and everything else, it's so fragmented. Mm -hmm. There's so many res company, res tech companies.